Welcome to the Beyond Stuck podcast with Coletta Jones-Patterson, where we feature guests who have overcome the odds and have gotten unstuck. In their words, they share with us practical insight and tips on how to go beyond stuck and enjoy life. On today's episode, our guest is Shannon Paul. Shannon is a devoted follower of Christ, a wife and mom of five kids and a dog. Secondarily, she's a lifelong marketer, an entrepreneur, a strong believer in community, and always strives to leave everyone better than she found them. Shannon has had a 30-year-long career in marketing, working for Disney, IBM, Walmart, advertising agencies, consumer packaged goods, and software development companies. Shannon is now a consultant and runs her own company a community development app called Community Pass. Shannon is a strong believer in community and holds board positions for the Helen R. Walton Children's Enrichment Center, Oasis, a women's transitional living community that provides safe, supportive housing for women in recovery and their children, as well as the Kenrick Fincher Foundation, helping children and athletes be healthy and safe through promoting proper hydration and preventing heat illness. Well, hi, Shannon. Welcome to the Beyond Stuck podcast. Thank you for joining me today. Oh, thanks for having me. <laughs> well, I always like to start off and, and kind of get your definition on what does stuck mean to you? Because I know it can mean different things to different people. So when you hear the word stuck, what do you think of? Well, I mean, I kind of think of when you're in a pattern of behavior, you know, that you kind of cycle through without really introducing anything new or doing anything different in your life. And I think sometimes the word stuck kind of has a negative connotation, but you know, it can be either good or bad. So it's kind of the past tense of stick. So mm-hmm. you know, it's great to stick to something or to persevere. What's not great is when you're stuck in an unproductive, unfulfilling cycle. And the worst kind of stuck, I think, is when you're not even aware that you're stuck and you're just doing it day after day after day. Yeah. And I think so many of us get caught up there like that cycle. We just go through the routine. We get up. We do it all over again. We go to bed and there's no purpose. There's no joy. There's no fulfillment in it. And we look up. But to your point, we probably wouldn't say that we're stuck. We would just feel like, oh, it's just my life. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. So I think it's it's important to be aware. Right. For sure. So can you think about any ways that you were stuck? And then if so, like how long did you feel stuck in those areas? Well, I mean, I think uh, just to your point, I was stuck for a long time um, in kind of a circle of work. So working to kind of earn my worth, um, Mm -hmm. I tended to carry a lot of weight on my shoulders and I felt like I was responsible for everything and kind of everyone around me, which is false, right? Mm -hmm. Um, And I always thought I was being you know, a good person, a good responsible person. Um, But God kind of taught me that what I was experiencing was uh, a bit of pride and probably a little bit of a savior complex. Mm, (laughs) And this probably went on for a good 20 years. Um, I was a workaholic. I was just, I was on a treadmill, um, just trying to get gold stars on my forehead, probably. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, just trying to earn my worth and probably even my salvation. I mean, I always thought I would crash if I let my foot off the gas for just a second. Wow. Um, And I was more worried about things being right and just and kind of perfect. Um, And 
Yeah, that was rough. I think that, um, mm -hmm. I think I really had a false image. I think I had a pretty worldly image. Mm -hmm. Um, and so I was trying to uphold this image as a good, responsible person doing good for others and doing good for God. And I was really stuck and I, I didn't really realize it. Wow. 20 years is a long time to, you know, cycle through those emotions and feelings and the um, phrase that you said, earn your worth. I mean, I think that's just really powerful because I think a lot of people feel like we have to earn our place here, or there's so many things that we have to do, so many gold stars we have to earn in order to be worth something. And I think especially as women, we struggle with that a lot and not, not feeling valued and like we contribute enough and just having kind of low self-esteem. And so maybe if I try this or if I do a little bit more of this or if I help all these people, that will be, you know, true fulfillment, but we can get caught up in that cycle and not even realize it. So I yeah, just I love it. I think it's a balance. It's a really fine balance between responsibility and accountability mm -hmm. and then knowing who you are in God. Um, I think that, you know, you have to be responsible and you have to be accountable, um, but it's not squarely on your shoulders and you right. have to remember that. Right. And we can't save everyone. We're not called to be people's saviors. You know, only right. Jesus can do that. And so that can be a hard lesson, too, to learn that I can't carry everyone's weight. You know, I can only do what God has called me to do. And that's my purpose. Right. Um, and and set, also, Coletta, setting just setting those false expectations mm -hmm. for other people. I mean, when you when you're trying to help other people, a lot of times you set expectations for the way you think it's going to turn out and it doesn't turn out that way. Mm. And you really have to learn to kind of just roll with it. Right. And you have to mm -hmm. learn to let it go and give it to God and that, you know, it will, he will work it all for good, but it's not in our timing mm -hmm. and it's not of our doing. And it's releasing that control to him, which can be hard because we want to be hard. in control. Yeah. We want, it's hard to, um, just trust him and really walk it out by faith. So that's a good point also. Well, what do you feel was your breaking point? I mean, you said you were kind of in this cycle for about 20 years. So what was it that finally said, hey, <laughs> enough is enough? Well, I, you know, I think I, I told you, I, I probably didn't even understand that I was stuck and I needed to get unstuck. And I think that God for a long time was trying to give me signs and trying to talk to me and he would whisper and then he would, you know, get a little louder and then mm -hmm. he'd shout. And I think finally he hit me over the head by, with a two by four mm. and um, said, you need to get unstuck. And he tried to, he, he decided that he was going to try to pry me out of the mud and, um, and prune away, you know, all the undesirable parts of me. And it, mm. it was pretty painful. Um, so, hmm. so yeah, I, I don't think I realized that I needed to get unstuck. I think God just decided me, that he was going to unstick me. <laughs> <laughs> right. And then the pruning process that can be so uncomfortable. Um, is there anything else that you want to share about that? I mean, what kinds of things, because when I think of pruning, I think about things that he's removing from your life just to make you better and more like him. And so were there any particular things that you feel like he removed to your life or revelation or insight that he gave you um, of how you could trust him more or depend upon him? Oh, absolutely. So that was, that came in the form of the two by four that I told you about <laughs> and it came in the form of suffering for me. I mean, um, and it really, so my 21 year marriage ended with a really tough set of circumstances and a huge mm -hmm. financial upset that left me with nothing to start all over again. 
after having to work work so hard for those gold stars and, a, mm. and and to build my family uh, my family was super important to me and to have a you know a comfortable retirement um, mm-hmm. which I thought was was kind of an idol of mine really I, I thought that that's what it was about and it felt like everything was gone um, I really I really felt like a fish out of water at that time. Mm-hmm. Um, I, you know, I just, my family was my everything and, and that was really tough. Um, and I found that, you know, I was using money as security mm-hmm. and I needed it to feel worthy and comfortable. Um, and it was kind of also my tool to help others because when, you know, something was going wrong, I could just come along and, and quote unquote fix it for them. I probably yeah. was not fixing it, but it made me feel good to be able to do that. And money was a tool that I was able to give to people with or fix things with. Um, and I think God was teaching me during that time, like I said, that I had a bit of a savior complex and he kind of just started to take away my toolbox. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that I wouldn't try to fix things without coming to him or leaning on him for the tools. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and he, he showed me during that time of my divorce too, that, you know, help, for others comes in many forms and it's not just money. It can be time. It can be, you know, there, there are lots of ways that you can help other people. Um, and the same year, this was a really tough year. This was 2015. Um, I had a sister who was bipolar, who was a really high functioning bipolar and had just gone to school at John Brown university for a master's degree in counseling because she wanted to help others and Mm -hmm. she was doing okay. And she, um, she went off her meds um, and tried to go naturally and um, mm-hmm. just fell really fast. And she ended up committing suicide. And that was really, mm-hmm. really tough for me. Um, yeah. So that was another thing, a big part of my life that I don't want to say God took away because I don't think that's exactly the way it happens, but that mm-hmm. I lost, you know, that year. And then, and then to put the um, cherry on the Sunday, I lost my job because mm-hmm. um because uh, I was working for an advertising agency and the company we were working for, the brands all moved to Chicago mm-hmm. and it was just one of those unfortunate things, you know, and, but it left me, I, I just think God took me out of the game for a while. You know, he was pruning mm-hmm. me and he forced me to come right back to him and lay it all his feet. Cause I didn't know what else to do. And right. so I had to trust him. And I have to admit like during this time, I really spiraled into feelings of darkness and grief and depression mm-hmm. and things that I just never even knew existed. And I think, I think during that time, I also gained like a real compassion for people that I didn't have before because I had never experienced any of those things. Mm-hmm. Um, so where I thought I'd had a really good life because I had never experienced those things, I was really missing out on a lot of depth. I would say. Um, Mm -hmm. and I was kind of operating at a surface level, um, just, you know, just going through life. And, um, and I think that, um, that just really transformed me. And I I think now that, um, you know, I appreciate the people more that have been broken. Mm -hmm. Um, they have more of a story to tell. They have, they have more, um, they're kind of like a kaleidoscope, I should say. I just think mm-hmm. they're more interesting, right? Um, yeah. And, and where where they're broken, the light kind of shines in. Um, but during, you know, during all that time, it was a lot in that one year. Mm-hmm. And I felt like I was completely stripped bare. And yeah. so I had to learn to praise him um, 
in the storm with everything that's going on. I wrestled with him a lot that year Mm -hmm. about, you know, the whys and the circumstances and what are you trying to teach me and why are you doing this to me? I'm a good person. Right. And, um, and, Mm -hmm. you know, that was, that was really tough for me because I, I did, I had, I did have a lot of pride without really knowing it. I mean, I, I think I felt like I had tried to do everything right. And I'm working so hard for you, God, why are Mm -hmm. you, why are you doing this? And, and, you know, in retrospect, it was the best thing that ever happened to me. Mm, wow. That's a lot to have to deal with in one year, kind of all at one time. Yeah. Um, but it's that process. Yeah. Kind of a pruning and bringing us into a deeper relationship with, um, with the Lord. And so I think we can learn so much when we go through, as you called it, suffering, um, and that some of those idols are getting torn down. And so what would you say, um, to someone who, because I'm sure there's someone that's listening, and especially with, you know, COVID-19 going on and just the the climate of the world that they may feel like their world has come crashing down. And this may, 2020 may be their year, like 2015 was for you, but right. how, how might you encourage them when all these things have come to a head and they just don't know what to do and how to move forward, how to keep from getting stuck or to get unstuck in the first place? Well, you know, part of the thing that helped me get unstuck too during that time after I had been pruned was turning my attention to other people. Mm-hmm. And I know that's tough, you know, during COVID, that type of thing, but there are still things you can do. And I think that in every, you know, suffering circumstance or in every, um, you know, like during this this time of COVID when we just don't know what's going to happen, there's always opportunity if you look for it mm-hmm. and to help other people or to do things for other people. And that is really what, what changed me a lot was really getting in and, um, I don't know, I just did things for people that needed it. Like I, yeah. I, you know, I would babysit for a friend or I would, you know, and I looked for things that, that I could do to help other people. And in the process of doing that, God refines you and he, he helps you see that, you know, that you're, that everybody has something mm-hmm. and you start to appreciate and really be grateful for what you have. You yeah. know, you would, you would, I would help someone after a surgery and I think I have my health, you know, mm-hmm. and I would, I would help someone who was a single mom with kids and babysit. And I think, you know, like my kids are a little bit older. I'm a little bit freer, you know, I mean, it just all, mm-hmm. all those, those little things. And, um, but I think, um, I think it really takes slowing down. You have to slow down and you have to, um, see, really see all the things that are in front of you. So that sounds kind of funny, but I think after I'd worked for those 20 years, I remember distinctly like sitting on the front porch one day mm-hmm. and looking at the grass and looking at these bugs and the a butterfly. And I was like, oh, that's so cool. <laughs> and I was like, yeah. Oh, I don't think I have, I have like done that since I was a child. And I remember how much joy that gave me as a child, just being out there with bare feet stuck in the grass, you know, mm-hmm. and, you know, and, and I would just do simple things, you know, I would, I would, I went to McDonald's one day and, um, and the Lord was kind of speaking to me and said, Hey, see that lady in line next to you, you need to talk to her. And I was like, I'm not talking to her. <laughs> mm-hmm. I don't know. I her. just want to get a cup of coffee. And like, yeah. you know, and he, was, he kept just nudging me. You need to talk to her. You need to talk to her. And so finally I felt very awkward and I turned around and I said, well, hi. And she said, she said, hi. And I said, how's your day? And she said, well, not so great. And she, she ended up crying and we ended up sitting in a booth and talking for an hour. Right. Mm, wow. And, um, it's just, you know, God brings people into your path um, when you 
you know, if you're paying attention, right? Yeah. I don't really mm-hmm. believe, I believe that everybody that crosses your path is, um, you know, is, is you can learn something from everyone, right? So right. slow down um, mm-hmm. and pay attention to what's going on because I think God has little jobs for you along the way, you know? Oh, yeah. We all have various assignments, you know, that are part of our purpose and our mission. So it's just staying focused on those and slowing down long enough to see them. And then I like what you said, turning our attention to help and to serve others, because the more we can get our attention off of ourselves, then just the more it's going to help us. We can become very self-centered and, you know, like nobody else is going through this but me and, you know, woe is me. Um, But if we can turn our attention and help others, then it allows God to be able to, to work in us and, um, and we can do more for others as well. Absolutely. Yeah. So looking back, how would you say your life is different now that you've gone beyond stuck? Oh my gosh. It's just, I can just say freedom. I mean, I think that the worldly image of failure is God's image of freedom. So it's so backwards, right? So (laughs) Mm -hmm. I think that, you know, while the world saw me, um, probably is failing at that time. Um, Mm -hmm. just, you know, I had lost my job. I was, you know, um, I was depressed. I was not in a good place and people were like, what happened to her? You know, (laughs) but, Mm -hmm. um, but you know, and I was such in such despair during that time that everything that mattered to me changed my whole perspective changed. So it was a blessing in the sense that, you know, I quit caring so much about what people thought about me. Um, and God took me to the place where I just needed to survive and I could be the best mom I could be and take care of my kids. And mm-hmm. that brought really immense freedom for me. I mean, I was, I was more open to where God needed to move in my life because I was wired to him daily, mm-hmm. I, mm-hmm. you know, and not just daily. I mean, it was sometimes by the second and I would have to think to myself, like, you know, I can, I, I'm okay at this moment, at this very, very moment in time, I'm okay. Do I, mm-hmm. do I need anything at this very moment? No, I'm okay. So could I survive for another five seconds? Yeah, I think I can. Can I survive for another minute? Yeah, I'm okay for the next minute. That's really the way that I had to live for a little while. Um, mm. I was such a, such a tough place um, yeah. financially and mentally and, you know, that type of thing. But, you know, um, God says, focus, you know, focus on the present. Don't worry about tomorrow. And all of these cliche things we hear, you know, they're very, very true. Mm-hmm. Um, you have to be in the present. And if you're in the present, you know, nothing at this moment is, is, is hurting you so badly that you're not going to survive for that moment. So you just, you yeah. kind of paste those moments and times together. And so anyway, so I had to trust God for everything. And I kind of had to shed all these worldly things that I thought were success and listen to God and follow his will and turn from my own plans, which was really hard for me. I'm a control Mm -hmm. freak and I had to, and he was changing my plans on the daily. Like that day I went to McDonald's, I had all these plans. I was going to go in there and I was going to journal and I was going to do this and I was going to do that. And he said, Nope, you're not. You're going to talk to this girl for an hour. You know? Yep. And, um, but what great opportunities. Um, and now that I've got just, um, I've got a freer mindset. And now that I'm not tied to things so much, like mm-hmm. I'm willing to go where he needs me to go. I'm willing to do. And now that I've had nothing again, 
Like, I know that's okay. It's okay. As long as I've got God, I can do that. And, and when you're okay with that, then you can um, pick up your cross and kind of follow him wherever he wants you to go. And that gives you a ton of mm-hmm. freedom. So he's yeah. given me all kinds of ideas um, in this, in that time about how to be his hands and feet. Mm-hmm. And he provided in ways that I never imagined. Sometimes I was having to pray daily um, mm-hmm. for the things that I needed. Um, and it's just brought me a, a ton of freedom. So, yeah, freedom is wonderful, you know, to not be bound because we can be bound to so many things, all those idols that we talked about and the things that we think will bring joy and pleasure. But when they're taken away, you know, it, it can be sad at the moment, but there's so much, I think, freedom, like you said, that comes from it because it forces us to get closer um, to the Lord and to hear him and to not miss those special moments. So being present in the moment, I love that, and not missing any opportunities to be able to minister to others um, and being wired to him by the second. Because if you're wired to him, you're going to hear what he's saying, and then hopefully you'll be obedient and will do it, but you have to be in the place where you can even hear his voice. So it sounds like you definitely are in that place, and you're um, tuning in to what he has for you, so now you're walking in purpose, which is so fulfilling. So... um, so when you get up now, how do you feel in the morning? I know you said you feel free, but um, is there a, do you feel like your purpose has changed now or you're just more in tune to what it was? I do. I mean, I get up in the morning and I, I kind of pray every morning first. I, I thank God that I got up in the morning and then I, you know, and I say, God, you know, um, help me to, you know, help me to hear you today. Help me to be aware of those people that you put in my path. Mm-hmm. Um, me too, you know, and I get up with a sense of excitement because it's different now. It's not about what do I need to hold on to, right? It's about, mm-hmm. it's about what do you have for me to God today? What are you going to surprise me with? What, you know, yeah, what are we going to do today, yeah. God, you know? Mm-hmm. And that's a very different perspective than the dread that I used to wake up with thinking, oh my gosh, what's going to pop up at work? What's going to be, you know, what's going to, it was a, it was a, I had a fearful outlook. I really did mm-hmm. because I felt like everything was on my shoulders. And if I couldn't handle something, I was going to fail. And mm-hmm. when you turn it around and you plug into God for your power, it's almost like you're, you're going to go on an adventure each day. Okay, God, what are you going to, and you know that he's going to provide. So you just mm-hmm. you don't have to worry as much. And right. now I think, you know, during that time I studied, I just studied Jesus a lot and God and his character and that type of thing. And I thought, you know, Jesus didn't have a house. He walked from place to place. He didn't have anything. Mm-hmm. As a matter of fact, he was probably as weak, seen as as weak as you can be because he had to rely on everybody else for his meals and for his provision and for his, and his whole thing was relationship, right? Right. And he, along the way, had relationships with everyone that came into his path and he touched them, you know, and, and I think that's the way that we're, that we're supposed to live. So now when I wake up, it's just a different, it's not being bound by all these, all these things that I'm, and my job is not number one anymore, right? God mm-hmm. is number one. If God tells me that work is number one, then okay. But like, <laughs> I used to be really, it really was my number one. It really was because I thought, oh my God, because I was so worried about my own provision. If yeah. I don't have my job, then I don't have a house and then I can't feed my kids. And then I, and it was a cycle of worry. Mm-hmm. So I just don't feel that way anymore. It's just a lot lighter, I'd say. Yeah, that freedom is there for sure. 
So what um, I know you've already mentioned a lot of advice and keys that we can take um, with us to get unstuck. But do you have any other final thoughts for the listeners or just how to get unstuck and things that have especially worked for you aside from anything else that you've mentioned? Yeah, I mean, I think I kind of have to reiterate a little bit. It may not be that different, but I think it's like putting God at the center of everything Um, knowing that he's going to work everything for good. And so if you know that he's going to work everything for good, um, then you don't have to put it on your shoulders and you don't worry about it. No matter what happens, even if it's death, you know, Mm. it's going to, it's going to, death is just the vehicle that delivers you into his arms. You know, I mean, it's like, you know, that no matter Mm -hmm. what happens, everything's going to be okay because he's got it. Um, Mm -hmm. I think just, you know, really being tied and paying attention because he's going to take you places that you never could have reached or even considered or dreamed up on your own. And so I just, I guess I would just encourage everybody to, you know, to slow down, um, Mm -hmm. to pay attention to who he puts in your path each day, to remember that every person is his child and has value, has something to teach you if you're alert and listening and, and just don't hurry through life being busy Mm -hmm. and productive you know, at every second. Um, there's a great book that's called um, The Ruthless Elimination of Hurry. And I can't remember right off the bat who the author is, but you can probably find it at any Barnes and Noble. Mm-hmm. But um, it's a great book. I'd really recommend that people read it. Yeah. So slowing down, we've heard that a lot. So that that's so important to just slow down, find God, find the good in everything, learn, keep growing. And don't worry, you know, and that, that can be difficult in these days, but you know, the word tells us be anxious for nothing. So we can pray and know that he cares for us and he's going to take care of it. Um, and everyone has value. I love that because I think when you see that, when you know that everyone has value, it will make you stop and slow down to spend time with people and to build those relationships because you see them as valuable and as God's creation. So to slow down and to spend time with people is awesome. Even well, people, Coletta, that are different than you. That's the thing about that's it. That's the is key. Sometimes yep. we get prideful and we think that someone doesn't have something to teach us because they're different than we are or they're, you know, they're not in the same. But diversity is so important. And mm-hmm. each of these people has a story. And you don't even know, you know, God could be speaking to them through you. Um, like, mm-hmm. But you have something to learn from every single person. And I wish... Yeah that people would value everyone a little bit more because I think that this world wouldn't be so crazy right now if people would really value other people a little bit more. Yeah, we all have different perspectives. And there's just, I mean, it's so beautiful when you can hear other people's perspectives and see their story because like you said, everyone has a story and we can learn from each other. That's right. So if we can just stop and slow down. So, um, Well, how can um, listeners connect with you, Shannon? Well, they can reach me by email if they want at, at Shannon Paul at my community com. So it's S H A N N O N no dot P A U L at my community com. Perfect. Well, listeners, Shannon has given us a wealth of knowledge and tips on how to get unstuck and sharing her story of just bringing down um, some different idols in her life and getting unstuck from some long years of cycles. And um, I think you can reach out and connect with her at Shannon Paul at mycommunitypass.com. She would love to have a conversation with you. Shannon, I've I've enjoyed this time that we've had and I've um, 
I've just enjoyed watching your journey and it's been so neat how we've gotten to know each other. And um, yeah. so thank you so much for taking the time. Keep going on the journey. I know there's more for you and God's doing great things and you and your family. Well, thanks for having me. Um, I love our friendship and I appreciate you having me on. Yeah. Well, thanks again. And we will see you guys next time on the Beyond Stuck podcast.